This is the way. 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 Welcome back to This is the Way Seekers, a weekly Star Wars podcast where every week we navigate our way through the Star Wars galaxy. My name is Austin, aka Star Wars Editor. And before we get into everything, I just want to give a huge spoiler warning for the first three episodes of Andor. If you have not seen the first three episodes, get out of here and then make sure to come back and watch or listen once you've seen all three episodes because we're going to be discussing everything and all its spoiler glory. Anyways, I'm joined once again by my two wonderful co-hosts, Tom and Chelsea. Tom, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. As you can probably tell, well, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can probably tell I'm not at home. I'm at my parents' house currently because I have my graduation tomorrow, two years in the, well, five years in the making, technically. Um, so it's been a hectic week, but I'll be back home next week in the comfort of my own little house. Um, but right now I made up on sideways on the couch, uh, <laughs> best I got so far, but we move, we move. We yes. Do. We're glad how to have we? you here no matter what. Uh, I'm doing good. Chelsea, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm all right. It's been kind of a crazy day. My body's been all out of sorts, but I'm really excited to sit down and talk about Andor because I feel like there's a lot to say. And these three episodes were really, really good and I really enjoyed. And there's nothing more exciting than like fresh new Star Wars. Yes, 100%. And as we've been hyping up for the last few weeks, we're having guests on for each episode of Andor. I'm so excited because this has been a long time in the making since Kenobi came out. Yes. I've been trying to have <laughs> her on. So you may know her as a Star Wars Tia from TikTok, Twitter. How are you doing this week? Hi, everyone. I am doing fantastic. A little bit tired because I did have to wake up like at 3 a.m. I, I just had to. Like I couldn't wait. But um, I'm yeah. doing great. I'm excited that, you know, we finally get to this point that Andrew is finally here. And um, I think it's given us some great content so far. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. The, the hours that Star Wars has us up and, you know, <laughs> waiting for trailer oh drops or for shows to come out. Um, I've seen I've seen you been talking a lot about how. Disney should release them at like the same time as like HBO with House of the Dragon, um, like at six o'clock or nine o'clock, because um, then it's easier for everybody to talk about it. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to talk about Andor today, and I cannot just wait to get into this whole discussion. So last week, uh, Tom, Chelsea, and I, we talked about what we wanted to see in Andor and what our expectations were. So I wanted to ask you, Tia, when, what was your expectations going into the show, and how did the show meet those expectations? So what I wanted was basically what they were advertising, like a spy thriller uh, type <laughs> of show. Um, very much focusing on the start of the rebellion and all the intricacies and the back, you know, deals and all, you know, all the 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 backstabbing and you know everything that has to come with being a spy and and, and espionage and stuff. And um, 
this so far is delivering. I mean, those three first episodes basically put us on that path. And um, definitely so far with uh, met those expectations that, you know, I, I, I really wanted from the show. Yeah, I very much agree. Like just seeing the way people have talked about it, like the cast and crew, especially like Diego Luna and Tony Gilroy. I was expecting something different. I'm not going to lie. My expectations got really high and yet they still surpassed them with these first three episodes. <laughs> like I enjoyed it every step of the way. Um, Tom, we thought we talked last week and we know that you're not the number one Rogue One fan in the world. So we, do we have to bring this up every week? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Because <laughs> your ranking of Rogue One is criminal. I am not a Rogue One hater. Um, I'm just a other Star Wars enjoyer more. Right. Um, but um, no, like already, like we're only three episodes in, but I have made a point to say that um, it has already amplified my enjoyment or appreciation of rogue one um part of me wanted to watch it before but i didn't have time and then afterwards i was like should i watch rogue one after those three episodes i was like "Mm, i probably just wait until like the whole season's out to watch it again Mm. um so yeah i mean it's already provided much more information on cassian that i really wanted in rogue one um right. and casting as a character who's already gone up my hypothetical list of Star Wars characters. Uh he's much more engaging now because like he's just so much more real, if that makes sense. Right. Like mm-hmm. I can yeah. see a picture of him more clearly, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think the whole nature of the show, like it really it it, it makes it really easy to like care about these characters and yeah. like Cassian and such uh just the way that they introduced Cassian in the same way that they introduced all the new characters as well which is just like the camera just picked up their they've been living their yeah. life and we're like seeing the everyday life of these people that are pretty normal people because you know Star Wars is you know a lot of times about the force or you know these great warriors and it's really nice to like tone it back and then it's really easy to care about these characters that maybe we don't know much about but we know that they're just like a working citizen on this planet and they don't deserve to be fucked with like that by these you know police in these silly blue and red costumes so (laughs) i i i really enjoyed it i think it was uh really good chelsea how did it meet your expectations yeah, I think I was just expecting something just different from what we have seen. And this definitely overachieved in that regard. And I've really enjoyed it in terms of the tone, the themes of it is very, I want to say very different because Star Wars is inherently political. But I feel like right off the bat, it's just explicit. And this is, you know, you get a really intricate look about how this impacts people outside of these big granddaughters characters that we're used to seeing a lot of times. So I really enjoyed that. And also, I, it just looks beautiful and i was i had high expectations since they were like we're not using the volume we're like we're having actual practical sets and i was like "Ooh, this better look good and like based <laughs> off the trailers i had really high expectations and it's like the first planet they're on where it's you know he's going to the bar and like the way everything looked i was like this looks amazing i feel like star wars hasn't looked this good in like forever like i like i could see myself walking there versus other sets like in Kenobi, Book of Boba Fett, like, mm, doesn't quite feel like that. So definitely has surpassed 
already high expectations I had there. Yeah, definitely. Just the first scene, like they really put their all into that first scene. Just like <laughs> they got the yeah. the rain. It looks so good. And then I think what was cool, what what I assume is that was like Cassian's first kill there because he seemed surprised. He was like, oh, he's going to wake up. And he was like surprised and he killed the other guy. It's just like cool to see like the journey from when, when we get to Rogue One because we know that his character can do, you know, some dirty work for the rebellion, you know, and we see it firsthand. Um, and it's just cool to see like that journey of like how a character, you know, what they need to do to, you know, protect what they think is mm-hmm. right. You know, they're just trying to get by. Uh, casting is just trying to live in the galaxy. So um, yeah. I, I really appreciated uh, seeing that. And also just the like lower, uh not like lower tier because they're like all great characters but they're just like normal they're more normal Mm -hmm. they got like real jobs and everything so it was really cool to see something like that yeah um so what was besides cassian uh i want to know what was some of your guys's favorite characters we'll start with tia um besides cassian like Mm -hmm. just there's so many characters in here so yeah any that really stood out to you um even if I mean he's a side character, but the dude that um when the one that came out of work and he was like, Listen, I was with you and we were doing <laughs> this, and he was like, All right, fine, I'm down. Was this like right. you know, he was down from the get. And I just think it set the tone of what the the rest of the, the town was like. That you no. know what? They, they and they and they said it too that Ferrix is kind of like, you know, they do their own thing. And that showed us that you know they're 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 not you know fans of these people of these like police people whatever and being under their control and stuff and they're they're really that they're really looking out for their own absolutely looking right. out for their own you know and um and another character that I really liked was Marva the mom mm-hmm. oh my god she, beautiful I I love her because she's like no nonsense and and. She knows what needs to, you know, get done. I mean, we saw it from when she rescued, you know, Casey and Cassian when he was a little kid and stuff. Like, we know that she's about that life too, and I, I love that about yeah. her as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate seeing all these characters that like help out Cassian's character and such. And he just has like a really nice relationship with everybody, like mm-hmm. Bix and um, Mavra as well. It's, it's really beautiful to see. Also agree with you like the way that the town like came together i thought that was so beautiful the way that they're all like hitting mm-hmm. on the uh instruments warning everybody like tony Gilroy yeah. really said a cab in space like <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic um, that was awesome <laughs> yeah i loved yeah. it I, I love that there's already just like the emphasis on the significance of solidarity and power in numbers because oftentimes, right. like looking at the empire, it's like, how the fuck are we supposed to go up against this? But it starts small, and it starts with like banding together, and it's so nice to see that already just being like emphasized. And also, I just love how that gives like insight into like the culture of the planet of like they know what to do and they have their their rituals of going to work. Like seeing like something as like simple, seemingly simple as so, like the way they have the gloves lined up and how like they like start their day by doing that like it's just so nice to get just these more like small details that maybe don't feel relevant but 
makes the universe feel all that more like lived in and yeah and yeah i, I love stuff like that yeah, yeah definitely it says, well like um from like the setup of like as you were saying like the he'll like vouch for cassian and be like yeah i saw you i was there kind of thing like the setup from like that point up until like the finale of episode three like just the little things like chaining up that i'm gonna say police car it wasn't a police car but it was like mm-hmm. a you know the police shuttle thing mm-hmm. like mm. just like every like all these characters that we saw saw just little bits of doing like just little things that they all added up yeah to that it all came together yeah. in like, the end yeah they yeah. They, each, each each of them like you know they it's like they already knew what they had to do like okay if this goes down this is what needs to happen and mm-hmm. yeah. the everything just like clicked one two three pa 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 like like you said, he he hooked the, the he hooked that line to the to the air, you know to the ship and stuff. Um, the other one was like you know doing running around, making sure that they were all distracted, and, and like it was such in like in sync. It was like I, I absolutely loved that. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Um, Chelsea, what was some of the characters that stood out to you that you enjoyed? Um, the one, I don't know their name, but they're my new glove shadow. The one that is used to intimidate Cassian that Cassian ends up being chill with. Like that's, oh, yeah. I love that character so much and I'm awful at names. So I'm I think like his name doing... was Ned or Jet, something Ed, something dead, Jed or yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm doing them an injustice by not remembering their name, but, um, I love them. <laughs> but on a more serious <laughs> note, I mean, obviously I love Cassian, but he really annoys me, which means he's a great antagonist. Uh, Cyril Karn, that, you know, our stuck up guy. <laughs> like he's just, he's already just so intriguing to me as an antagonist because I mean, I feel like we get a lot of this in the kind of extended universe content. We see this tons and tons of times in the books and I eat it up every time about like how good regular people get indoctrinated into these larger systems of fascism and oppression. And you can see there's this guy who like, he just likes to do things by the book and wants to make people proud and cares about the people he works with. And I'm really interested to see where that will be taken mm-hmm. when now the empire is probably going to come in and exploit that. Cause you can already see, he very much struggles with losing just the first two officers and then like seeing all the people that died now at his expense. Like, I'm just really interested to see where they're going to go with his character. Again, super annoying right now, but I think he makes for a really intriguing, just kind of the yeah. same but opposite of Cassian. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter say that all the Rebellion era Star Wars projects have an Imperial deflector. So, could we see, could yeah. we see him change it up? Who knows? Maybe. Um, yeah, I, and you I could tell that's... that he's gonna become kind of obsessed with trying to find Andor, like, yeah. he's, and that's like a theme in Star Wars: somebody getting obsessed with somebody else. You know, Maul yeah. Kenobi, Darth <laughs> Vader Kenobi, Palis, you know, you know, and stuff like that. So very on par with Star Wars, but yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get at him, and at some point, I think that's gonna lead him to get out of that planet and see everything else what the empire is doing and stuff and then that's maybe when he's like okay this is not what i signed up for like this is my stuff because like you said he likes to do things by the book it's not that he's necessarily a bad person because he's not he's just you know mm-hmm. more too moral um right. 
And then I think when he sees what the Empire is really doing and stuff, he's going to get disenamored, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because he's from like a, I don't know if it's like a subsection of the Empire or like, it, it clearly seems like it's it's something, this police force has something to do uh, with the Empire. So it'll be interesting, like maybe he doesn't even think that anything he's doing is bad. And then, because we know like in the future, there's like Imperial characters that'll have like a main focus i think her name is like dedra or something like that um she Mm -hmm. you know wears the all white and such so yeah i think it'll be very interesting to see um i want to ask you guys what do you think of tim because i was not like it was it made me sad because bix was sad but i was like that's what you get for being a snitch snitches get stitches or snitches get blasted like Like, i don't know fragile male ego is never the way to go my dude like never <laughs> never yeah it was it was just so like first of all their whole relationship bix and tim like i just didn't feel the chemistry but like when her and cassian were arguing the they had more chemistry than <laughs> than yeah. those two ever did and like it was just like scenes where like you know she went in or like she kissed him on the cheek or something and i was like yeah like this is it's not really love right here like no um, no no no. it's more of a convenience i think for her like well she cares about him of course but it's just okay we we have our fun and you help me out and you know if you need me i'm here for you but he obviously you know did not feel that way he took it a step further like yeah that was just it was just fucked up like yeah (laughs) the way he just turns him in and it's just... But and that's the thing, like it, what makes it even worse is that when they you saw that the other guy was like, "Why would you do that?" Like they, mm-hmm. the town is completely the opposite of what he did. You, mm-hmm. you, yo, we don't snitch. We look out for each other. We look, we look out for our people. Like no matter right. how mad you are with somebody, you know you don't you you don't go that route. Mm-hmm. Like even the guy that was like, "Yo, where's my money?" Like he didn't go out and like you know, out of his way to ch- to like really antagonize Cassian like that and and mm-hmm. you know okay uh, try to harm him in any way you know yeah. and for him to do that it was very out of character con- with in relationship to the the rest of the town so he deserved it. right yeah he, broke he, code. he definitely <laughs> yeah he definitely deserved uh, what came for him like it's just it's just really messed up and. Yeah, like you said, the the whole planet has these like really wholesome vibes. So like, it's yeah, I'm I'm glad that guy's out. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> things will start to look up. Uh, for He's out of picture. We'll look up now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alrighty. So we saw the start of Cassian's character, and I want to know. Did that like change your point of view for him? Because we we've, we've known that he's done some dark things, like I said before, but like. Did this? Did these first three episodes really change the way that you guys see uh, Cassian? Let's start with Tom this time. Uh, I feel like I've already answered this, but yes. Well, you said Rogue um, One, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the only we know of Cassian. Right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, totally. Like, especially like, there's so much I want to say, but I don't like the best way to say it because, like, first of all, like. I know it's three episodes, but for me, I'm just gonna talk about it as like one set thing because like they all feed into each other, so it's more like a 
one cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just the way that we get from different points of his life as well, like the scenes, I can't remember the planet, but like obviously when he was much younger. Canary. Canary, uh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And then meeting Marva and just all the small stuff like that. Well, not even small stuff, but like the stuff that isn't now, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and just again, like the day-to-day life kind of stuff we see on Ferrix. And adds so much more to like how we relate to the character. Um, there's just so much more juicier stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we've had, well, we've not even had more time so far, but we've had less other stuff to set up, I guess, than in Rogue One. So yeah. I'm definitely more uh, interested in the character now, which is what I expected right. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but as well, like that whole conclusion to episode three, like, I know it's not a finale, but it feels like a finale in a way. Like a finale is like this first arc of the show, maybe. Right. And like, like the way it was like concluding, where like you had the flashback scenes with him and Marva, mm-hmm. and then like aligned with the scenes of him taking off with Luthen, and just like the kind of like the way they mirrored of like this, like sunrise or sunset on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's like, like signals like a key point in his life as well, which is one thing I noticed about Rogue One as well, because obviously we know how it ends with like a bright light on the horizon. Like, <laughs> this seems yeah. to be like a big Oh, I like that. His life changing. Okay. Yeah. I like that callback. Good, good, good catch. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting about these first three episodes is like Cassian already is on this journey of like, rebelling against you know the authorities the empire but does he even know that there's like a rebel alliance i think that's what's so cool like we see it in like solo with empress nests and just like in like star wars rebels like all these characters come together but they like all kind of originally started rebelling on their own and so Mm. i think it was just really cool to see like we know cassian's journey or we don't know it in full but like we know some teases here and there like he does darker things for the rebellion sometimes and it's just like cool to see that journey i think like and um you know seeing it up front and like he's doing it before the rebellion is even there so like he truly has been when he said like i've been in this fight since i was six years old like he literally has been like i really do not think this man catches a break until he dies like it's <laughs> unfortunate it's unfortunate um so yeah uh tia did uh did your point of view on cassie and change at all or you know did you like him more now um i always liked cassian because um like i never judged him because right. we know what needs to things are gonna happen that are not you know moral uh when right. it comes to you know in a war Wars is always going to have, you know, those, those that type of behavior. And I never judged him for that. I always, I liked them. I mean, when, yeah. when he was ordered to kill, you know, Jin's dad, I was like, I mean, it's, it's part of it. I, I didn't agree with that. <laughs> right. I didn't want it to happen, but that's because as an audience, we know that Jin's dad was a good, per- you know, he was a good guy. They, he mm-hmm. didn't know that, you know, the, the rebels didn't know that, but um, definitely the show now is just, adding layers to that 
um, appreciation that I had for him in the in the movie. You know, uh, mm-hmm. now now I get to see, now I get to feel his pain and go through his journey of how he got to, you know, how he was in the movie. And I like that. I like taking journeys with people and seeing how hmm. where they started and how it is that they ended up, you know, how they did. So I'm definitely right. this show is. I think that's why everybody like loves, you know, I, I agree that the Clone Wars added much more death to the prequels and Rebels to original trilogy and stuff like that. I mean, I already love the prequels regardless, you know, but definitely knowing more details and more and knowing more stories that contributed to those um, bigger scenarios. It, it it makes it the experience and, and the enjoyment that much better, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. I think I'm very similar to you. Like I, I always thought Cassian was like the best character from Rogue One. Like just very interesting character, um, and he also like he had the clearest arc of all the characters. I think in Rogue One, like like you said, like going to kill Galen Erso and then choosing not to, and then teaming up with Jin, letting someone you know into his life, that sort of thing. So I, I was not surprised that like. If they were making a Rogue One spinoff, like I would pick Cassian as well. Like he's just so interesting. So, um, yeah, like for me, I think it just like I think just knowing more makes it more interesting. But I don't know if I'd say I, you know, like Cassian more now. I mean, because I always, I always really appreciated Cassian, but um, definitely so excited to see where the journey goes. How about you, Chelsea? First of all, baby Casa, so cute. Just loved. <laughs> and I just loved, loved, loved the world building of the planet. Like they don't even have captions for their language, but you just get so much insight into the culture of of where he came from. And that was mm-hmm. so beautiful. And just right. like the the way they dress and the way they like act as a collective. Again, it's just so I just love seeing these details. So I think that, you know, we obviously haven't seen it before but we knew about you know Cassian's upbringing and just to see that played out I think has been really intriguing like you I've always really liked I've loved all of the characters in Rogue One so I don't know how it's hard to really improve that but I think it definitely um just gives more insight into why he was radicalized at such a young age like that's traumatizing to see and experience what he had to and then just to then you know like yes uh like marva saved him but also like you just got uprooted from your whole life and then have to go so i think that you know sister like yeah yeah exactly so it's just like that's that's a lot for a kid to go through after just seeing like someone from their from their community like die in front of them as well, and then happening upon all of these dead bodies mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. So I think, I think like last week I talked about it'll be interesting to see like if Cassian ever had any kind of moral struggle to like become an quote unquote assassin, and like we see that a little bit in this episode, like you mentioned earlier, where he's like, oh, I didn't mean to kill that guy by like killing him, but then he just like does the other one out of survival mode. So I think. You know, we definitely got more insight into like how he became the way he is, which, you know, in a sense, you know, it's survival trauma mm-hmm. response. But to get to see it, I think really adds um, more depth to his character for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to say also that um, I, I love that we're seeing this relationship with Bix because now in the movie, we kind of see why he's so hesitant to get close to Jen. Um, because you know, it's like 
he had a partner, a female, you know, a woman in his life that I, I'm pretty sure they're going to get even, I mean, they're close, but I, most likely they're probably like a, some type of, you know, romantic relationship, maybe uh, later on yeah. with feelings and stuff. And most likely he's going to lose her, you know, she's going to end up dying. And so seeing the hesitation with Jin in the same way, even though he, he's, you could tell that there, you know, there might be something there between them two, even though nothing ever happened. But uh, at the end of the movie, we see how much he ended up caring for her. You know, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't a romantic way, you know, people have their their own opinions about that. But there was some type of feeling there towards her, a care towards her at the end that he was able to open up and actually let that type of, mm-hmm. of feelings back in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see just the way that like <laughs> these relationships inform Cassian as a character, like in that sense with like Bix and such, like, yeah, something bad's going to happen, but also just like these other characters like we haven't been introduced to mon mothma yet but like we know mon mothma is like uh you know she's not ready to fight like that she likes to be in the background but like she will she will lead she's a leader mm-hmm. and then you have someone like saw Guerrero who's going to show mm-hmm. up later on and he's he's a more extreme he's pretty much the opposite of mon mothma um mm-hmm. where like he will like when it comes to fighting these this empire there is no morals. They don't use morals, so why should I use morals? And then, like, you have someone like Luthen, who's like, you know, we can we can all just do something. Like, come on. <laughs> and so, yes. I I appreciate just seeing the way, and like, you can already kind of see how these characters are going to inform Cassian's character. Because I remember hearing like, like when they started talking about the andor show because it's called andor it's like there's a bajillion other characters and they kept talking about it like an ensemble show but when it comes down to it i really think that these three episodes really showed why it's like the cassian andor show because while all these characters are in there it's really informing cassian's character and like just making making more of cassian's character and i think that out of Everything that happens is just gonna center around him and make it, make it, you know, focused mm-hmm. on him. So I appreciate, I appreciate that aspect for sure. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so this show obviously has a lot of great representation um, with you know Latina actors getting to be in the series. You know, Diego Luna, you know, doesn't have to get rid of his Mexican accent. He can, you know, speak in his accent and. Um, it's really cool to see. Um, but then there's also other stuff. Like, I think that in the beginning when they're, you know, making the report for Cassian, they keep putting this focus on like, he's from a different planet and he has darker skin. And, you know, I just think it was just really cool to see those themes addressed. And we haven't even gotten to like the Mon Mothma Coruscant, like political mm-hmm. drama of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... I thought that was really cool, and I want to know what you guys think of the representation as well. So, Tia, what did what did you think of uh, the representation in these first three episodes? So, uh, when I I read today because when when I first uh, heard the Canary language, mm-hmm. it's it it you know to me as soon as I started talking, it sounded very familiar. 
in the sense that it it to me it uh, I could recognize kind of like a Latin based or indigenous Latin American based type of um you know wording and the way they 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 spoke and and stuff. And then I read um in an article today that um it was very that was the whole point of him uh speaking of them speaking another language, a language that is not basic galactic basic, which is what most humans basically all humans, the rest of the humans in the galaxy speak, um, making these humans speak something completely different um, to, sh to to bring out the fact that he is an immigrant. He is from a whole other planet and he gets, and that's why he also got to keep his accent because since mm -hmm. galactic English uh, basic is not his, his first language and stuff. And I absolutely love that he made, because Diego said that he wanted to make sure that that was going to be incorporated that way. And I love that, you know, obviously we can, as Latinos and as Latin people, we can relate to that. We also can relate to the whole immigration, you know, experience of him um, obviously being, having to completely, well, he was, he didn't leave on his own accord, but regardless, it was a, as a, a very big, um, the circumstances were, you know, crucial that he had to leave because otherwise he was going to get killed, you know, same experience that a lot of like Central American countries are experiencing right now that a lot of these people have to leave to, to be able to, you know, survive. And, you know, otherwise they're going to lose their lives as well, you know, and then mm -hmm. getting to a place where regardless of where he goes, he's always going to be recognized as somebody that's out of place. You know, mm -hmm. they're always going to there. He's always going to be identified as not being from here. And especially when he speaks, the accent is going to always show again. Beautiful representation of what a lot of, you know, immigrants have to explain. And not only Latinos, you know, also any type of immigrant that comes to this country, you know, if we want to just focus on United States, you know, with their languages and stuff that they have to go through the same thing, through the same experience. So I, I, I think that so far they're doing that very beautifully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's just it's so awesome when like Star Wars or Marvel or just any of these movies that a lot of people watch can do something like that. Because it's like if you can sympathize with Cassian, then, of course, you can sympathize with somebody in the real world. You know, it's like, duh, you know, so I I really appreciate when they do stuff like that. Um, what did you but guys think, comment? Was, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, no. You no, go. no <laughs> just real quick. I just um, because that's the thing that. This is why there's two reactions to this. The, the first one, like you said, is that if you're sympathizing with somebody like this and a character with in these stories, then you it should be you should be able to sympathize with people that are in similar situations in the real life. And then you have mm -hmm. the the other side of this is too woke, this is too political because they don't want to sympathize in the real life with people like that. They don't right. sympathize with people like that, you know. So it makes them uncomfortable. If they have to feel and and relate and 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 you know care for that character when they know that they feel differently in real life with characters, you know, with people like that. Yeah, I think again, as we've said lots of times on this podcast before, and just say like Star Wars has always been inherently political, but I think Star Wars has kind of shied away from being this explicit because anytime we've seen like space racism, it's usually directed towards like aliens, aliens. and alien species. So I think it's really refreshing to see them address this head on in the context of like race or immigration, 
because again, like the, the people who are going to have that kind of resistant reaction and try to like run away from that empathy, they've always fallen back on. Well, it's like, well, that's not real. That's just, they don't like aliens. Like that's not space racism. That's just like what would happen. And so I think like, this is like, you can't like run away from the theme that they're trying to express. I'm sorry, Webby is all over me right now. So it's a little <laughs> distracting. But um, but yeah, I just think that's been really important to see. And I think too, just the emphasis on the importance of culture has been really beautiful to see um, in this. And, you know, like you said, like the, the importance of having the language be something different. I really liked how it's intentional that they don't translate it. Like that's, you know, we have to just... It puts the probably, I don't want to say the majority of the audience, but a lot of the audience usually has the like the language and viewership catered to them, puts them in the kind of outsider position a lot of times, probably for the first time. So I think that's also a really, really good way to kind of get across this, the message and themes that they're going for. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. And man, those kids, like I just, when they were going up and you know they're getting ready to investigate what was going on or whatever i was like man i just know it's star wars like nothing good is gonna happen <laughs> but when like when she got shot i was just like i was distraught like i had to pause like um <laughs> i was just like it was so man i it it's like important like they want you to like see up front like it's uncomfortable what cassian has gone through is not beautiful it's not a you know lovely story and so i i just it's so like dark and gritty but like i appreciate you know mm -hmm. the aspect it's necessary as well. yeah yeah especially like when the empire comes in because to this day people still like to sit here and you know either say like oh i have this theory that the rebel alliance were actually the evil ones and the galactic empire was the nice ones and it's like to this day people still say that so i hope this yeah. series really shows like these are normal everyday people like this would be us if we were in you know the the star wars galaxy sitting here doing a podcast on the hollow net like that's what would be happening to us you know mm -hmm. and so i hope the people will see like okay yeah the empire is pretty bad and you know maybe sagra was right to be a little extreme <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's uh it's definitely um a show that makes you think for sure um and we people that keep calling it woke and blah 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 hopefully they just fall off the show i, I just mean, i hate that argument woke like go outside like go right. interact <laughs> like go to your local shopping mall like people just like i just hate i yeah. hate that argument so so much it's just right. and also too like if you don't want politics or wokeness in the media you consume pick a different franchise like from the get Star Wars has always been about fighting against oppressive regimes and you're gonna like sit here and be like well actually they're just as bad as the oppressed like shut the fuck up and like log off and go touch some grass <laughs> and leave this for the people who actually have some media literacy thank you very much yeah anyway <laughs> genuinely <laughs> no I mean you're so right and I know like I see Tia on Twitter as well like um it's just these toxic fanboys man like and for Kenobi, they really came out like 
I don't know what it was, but they were in full force. Um, and Kenobi was the least political woke thing ever. Right. Like, exactly. at, like no, it was just literally about Kenobi. Kenobi mm-hmm. started the, the the whole thing started with Kenobi freaking chopping meat. <laughs> what is woke about any of that? Like, are you kidding yeah. me right now? Oh, I forgot. Woke Reba. is when black women exist. That, that, I, there you go. There you go. It was Reba. Black woman yeah. was the woke. It, it made it political and woke. I. Oh. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. I'm like, you should just like come on here and say you don't like it, and then that's it. Be done. Like, it's just you don't gotta go further. Like, it's just horrible. It's is horrible um and then there's also a lot of like twitter discourse for this show even before it came out because a lot of people got to go to the premiere and see like previews and such there was a lot of discourse about like is there cameos in the show is there easter eggs is there not and first of all there was a lot of people like grace randolph for example that got up here and was like (laughs) she was like there's not very many easter eggs and so like, not that it affected my viewing, but I just kept being like, well, that's from Force Awakens, and that's from Solo, <laughs> and that's from Rogue One. Like, there was plenty. Granted, they were all from, like, the Disney-era movies, but still, they were there. Like, they mentioned Calf. Like, that's a Star Wars book reference. They don't mention Calf anywhere else. So, like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Tom, we haven't heard from you in a minute. So, what, what do you think about this whole cameo easter egg fan service discourse about this show and it's sort of being disconnected. first of all grace randolph does not know what an easter egg is um <laughs> right because she then went on to explain that easter egg in rogue one was the death star <laughs> no the death star is a plot point the death star um, leia what oh, yeah what was like, it what, she oh said mon mothma mon mothma mon mothma was, mon was an easter yeah. egg Y'all are braver than the Marines for being on Twitter. I don't know about any of this until I hear it. So this is genuine shock yeah. of like, anyway, I'm that, that was an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and then there are people like currently are saying, they said there weren't going to be Easter eggs, but I saw the ghost. I'm like, first of all, some <laughs> some person in VFX was like, I have these spaceship models that were made for, Rogue One, Skywalker. Skywalker. And so Tony Gilroy, not knowing a single fuck about any of these shapes, was like, yeah, throw them in there. So that's, yeah, it's not an Easter egg. I mean, it may be, it's not from, Tony Gilroy wasn't there. I was like, oh, that's the ghost. Put that in. He was just like, that's a ship. We need to fill up our shipyard. Put it mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah. The bassoon legacy is there, by the way. Hashtag Ochi fan. Um, but, um, cool yeah in the shipyard it might just also it's not it's probably not his um because there's also there's um ah i remember her name now ketsu ketsu ships there and Mm. a y-wing so it's just it's literally just models they had already made they weren't going to make a bunch of new ones to shove in there just fair enough Mm-hmm. There was um, some other things too. They had like the dodo birds from like the Force Awakens there. I must the have missed that. But again, it's, it's the, just in the shipyard. There's like yeah. three of them, and oh, cool. also the hound dogs from them. Solo. So yeah, that was cool. Again, it's just a reuse of assets, but it is cool because yeah. like obviously we mm-hmm. as fans have seen them before. We know them. It's cool yeah. to see them again. Um, because there's a lot of new stuff in Andor as well, so it's cool to have these 
technically mm-hmm. throwbacks to former projects. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, in terms of it, like, there's not Easter eggs, but there's certain things that, like, stand out, like, for more hardcore fans. Like, I was watching it with my parents, and, like, the ship that crashes down um, in the flashbacks was, like, I was able to, like, be like, oh, that's a Separatist ship, because they had, like, the Separatist insignia on their uniform. Um, and the same with, like, the box that Cassian has, like, it's got the Imperial emblem on, which isn't, mm-hmm. like, it feels like common knowledge to us, but, like, to people who are just, like, watching them casually, they don't know mm-hmm. this kind of thing. At the same time, they don't explicitly mention it either, so it's kind of just, like, it makes it feel more like you're in the world, because, like, mm-hmm. you've already picked it up before from stuff you already know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, there aren't there are technically Easter eggs, yeah, but um, like it's nothing. I really doesn't show up, like <laughs> no. But again, that <laughs> would be that would be a plot point. Um, but he's not showing up anytime soon. Um, but yeah, like it's clearly got to focus on storytelling. Like Easter eggs are fun when they are Easter eggs, and you have to like find them, and they're not. Like, didn't R2 and C3PO feel like an East? Because there was like no point for for them in Rogue One. They were just there to, like, you know, say something silly. That was, yeah. That was definitely just like a, that's what you call a cameo. That's a fan fan service. That's that. That I would call a fan service because we, you know, we would love to see them just appear for no reason yeah Yeah. they've been in every single movie so i was like okay and they it makes sense for them to squeeze into rogue one Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah. um yeah (laughs) as a community as well like we've kind of like kind of just lost track of it i think like you could say it's due to like the whole marvel era like people like bo-katan and ahsoka and mando season two were cameos i'm like they're, they're part of the plot. Yeah, yeah. it exactly. could have been another. Jedi, that wasn't fan like, service. They, they, they. That was. They were needed intended to, to be part of the story. story. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like this whole idea of like having cameo, like I don't even like who you could have cameo in Andor, and it wouldn't right. like again. It would have to be a part of the story. Like Mom Mothma is not going to be a cameo. She's going to be. Yeah, to be and that's the, the thing. Like Tony yeah. Gilroy, he said that originally it was like, it's not just going to be fan service for the sake of fan service. Like the, the characters that show up that already exist, they're part of the plot. Like Saw Guerrero is not going to make a cameo. Like he's going to actually affect the plot. Like Saw Guerrero needs to be there. And so I just really didn't understand the discourse at all, especially from the trailer. Cause then it's like, Saw Gerrera is there. Like you're referencing like half of Star Wars by including mm-hmm. Saw Gerrera and Andor because he's in everything. So <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know what people. I, uh, and I don't understand what people mean by disconnect with the show if they don't include these little things and stuff like like all. Oh, if if they don't include these cameos or this fan service, then it's gonna be there's a disconnect with the story. The whole story of Andor is about. The rebellion, which is the whole plot, that is right there is the yeah. whole connection, you know. Yeah. How yeah. is it? How just, is that disconnected? Right. People just like 
I don't know if it's because I I love all the Star Wars stuff that has come out recently, like Mando and Bad Batch and Kenobi. I've I've enjoyed it a lot, but I do wonder if it's like like when it like got to Bad Batch, it was like, okay, is this like a pattern now where it's like characters are gonna show up and you know I think people are maybe just expecting that now and it's not necessarily bad to expect that, but it's also just like this show clearly isn't that. And I don't understand why yeah. people are getting upset, especially when Tony Gilroy comes out and says, Hey, this is what the show is. It's like people hear that they get mad at it and then they still expect cameos. And then they're like, why didn't it happen? It's like, he tried to tell you, but <laughs> it was, okay. you know, um, but yeah, I also don't understand why people say it's disconnected because it just it it like the designs and such are different, but they very much speak Star Wars. Like right. everything yeah. looks it's like Star Wars. The rebellion and the empires in there. What are you talking about? Right. And like, don't you want to see more of the universe of the the galaxy? It's an entire fucking galaxy. Not every planet's gonna look the same. And I Millions I love Tatooine, and we spend so much time there. But I love yeah. to see something we different. Need. I love to see like the way the different buildings look on different planets or different climates or different this, like that's important to see. And like for people to say it's disconnected, but then also be like, Oh my God, that was the ghost. So like, which is it? Right. Like, <laughs> like, and like clearly, yes. Like Tom, Tom, you were saying like, it's the reuse of old models, but like that still makes it feel connected to the larger universe of like these ships and this setting while different is still familiar and there's mm-hmm. whether it's actually the ghost or not who knows maybe maybe Hera was on the planet for a second and there's mm-hmm. your connection maybe she wasn't maybe it's someone else but but still like it just i don't know it just feels like in terms of like the larger conversation of like cameo fan service whatever it just like i feel like no one ever wins <laughs> like yeah. there's always people who are unhappy who are unhappy but this does feel like intrinsically Star Wars to me yeah. at least. And I'm looking forward to not having Luke Skywalker show up in something that he doesn't belong in for once. Mm-hmm. Love you, Luke. But why the fuck were you? <laughs> Sorry. That's again, different conversation, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. the whole, just the whole part of the mining, how it showed yeah. that's intrinsic. Like that's, how more Star Wars do you want it to be? That that's like one of the main things that we see in a lot of these planets is that, that whole mining scenario, you know, the way that mm-hmm. that all these planets were exploited. That's very Star Wars. Do you want an Easter egg? You wanted a fan service coming up? There you go. There's one right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. Yeah. It's just it's so so strange. I don't know. I don't know what people want. <laughs> Um, and there, but and there's I, literally like a reference they mentioned Wobani, don't they? So that automatically ties yeah. to Rogue One. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. oh, I remember hearing that. So it's like I just don't under understand. Like I, I mean, I totally because listen, I love a good big Marvel team up moment. I really do sometimes, but like I think people just now come to expect that of everything and all of the media they consume, and I think it's just kind of like. People set their expectations very, very high and then are still somehow surprised and miserable and get let down when it's like, like you said, Austin, very explicit from the beginning. This is not that kind of show. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, anyone who like critiques the show based off of that, I'm like, "Mm, mm, everyone's voice matters, but like you should just be a little bit more quiet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I 
I've seen like I think I think it was you Tia who retweeted it or something, but there was a YouTuber that was like, I didn't like Endor, so I'm not gonna cover it. And it was like good, like literally good on you. Like thank you yeah. for not making us sit through your bullshit for 10 weeks. You didn't like it. That's all you gotta do. Like I don't yeah, understand. Same. Just don't talk about it. Right. That move on. It's beautiful. Go cover right. stuff that you actually enjoy. That's it. Right. You know? And I think I think that's what sucks a lot. Not well, it doesn't it doesn't suck a lot, but sometimes you know we have these creators, we have tons of Star Wars creators, and you know, some of them are just about like views and what can I do to like you know milk this show. And so the issue is that for a lot of these creators, they want like something like Luke Skywalker to show up because in their thumbnail they could be like Luke Skywalker explained in Andor, mm-hmm. and then it's like this big old thing and that's literally exactly what grace randolph was saying like oh like if i could play the clip like it was just like (laughs) i i don't know if you guys seen it but she literally was like she was like we're gonna have to actually talk about this show and like character arcs like she literally said it like that i kid you not talking about like we have to focus on the character arcs and not what this means for the entire universe. And it's mm-hmm. like, duh. What do you like mean? The rest of us- <laughs> hold on, hold on. But pause right there. What do you mean? We ha- not what this means for the larger universe. It's literally about the like what you've been saying. It's about the fucking rebellion. What do you mean? Like that's quintessential Star Wars. Like what are you? Right. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why I can't be on this. <laughs> right. Say. And I think, you know what I think? I think that a lot of people are just stuck also on nostalgia of just the main Skywalker main, you know, bubble Mm -hmm. that honestly, there's a lot of people, you know, Mando's a big hit. Beautiful. Because a lot of us like the new story stuff. But I bet you if Grogu was not introduced in that first episode and he wasn't made one of the main reasons for the storyline, a lot of people wouldn't have liked it because there was nothing else familiar about, you know, Mando connecting to you know the prequels and 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 the original trilogy grogu made it connect because oh yoda you know oh there we go yoda if 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 they wouldn't have introduced that a lot of people wouldn't have liked it either because oh but where's the connect why where how come it's not the people you know i'm not reminiscing i'm not nostalgic you know with my older you know with my by everyday characters that i always grew up with you know the the same bullshit that they was but i grew up with this but i this is what i grew up i'm like Dude, but yeah. you're a fucking grown as a dog. Move right. on. It's like it's like you grew up already. Like, come yeah. on. So yeah, it just sucks because it's like those creators that like a lot of people look up to those creators that are like, oh, like there's no cameos or anything, and it's like it's different. Like if you're watching creators and you don't have to make a YouTube thumbnail, why are you expecting Luke Skywalker to show up, and why are you upset that he didn't show up? And it's because. The they big want guy. that it factor. Right. And then also because like the big guy was like, I'm upset because it didn't happen because I couldn't I couldn't exploit you guys. So it, it's just it's like a whole system. It's like horrible. I appreciate creators like you, though, Tia, who like hop on TikTok, hop on Twitter and try to end <laughs> like this cycle because it's just, oh, I'm just I mean, petty. I love calling these <laughs> dumbasses out. <laughs> me too. I used to, back when Last Jedi came out for like two years, I was like, that's all my Instagram was, was like defending the Last the last Jedi. And these people were rude back in 2018. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, a lot of them haven't gone away. A lot of them are still here. <laughs> so they stick around. Yeah. One of the big ones is still around. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I want to know where you guys think this series will go in the future. We've seen these three episodes, and as Tom said, it kind of felt like an arc, you know, getting to that point of Cassian has to leave his home a I second like that, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh where do you guys think this is gonna go in the future? We'll start with Chelsea this time i'm so bad (laughs) at predicting or guessing like i just i'm just excited along for the ride um Mm -hmm. you know we've reached this point where we've kind of seen i think pretty much everything from the trailer or the preview Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited to see i think i can see a little bit of cassian still just like rejecting authority a little bit because we already saw that when he was reluctant to leave so i'm interested to see how that dynamic plays out I'm also so, so excited to see all the stuff with Mon Mothma and what it's going to look like about her working on the inside of the Imperial Senate. Mm. I don't think that's like, I don't think we've gotten enough of that on screen that we get a lot of that in like comics and books. But I'm so, so excited to get that like visualized and see how it parallels or connects with Cassian's journey. Definitely. Yeah, the Mon Mothma stuff, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. And I'm excited to see how they introduced that like is that where luthan and cassian are going to mon mothma to coruscant you know what's what's gonna happen in uh episode four um tia what do you think um the same with um uh what what chelsea said that i think i don't want to expect anything I don't want to, because I used to do that. I used to go and look at people's videos, the theorizing and all that stuff. And then it turned me off that these same people would get mad because their theories didn't come out true and whatever little fan fiction they made in their head, you know, didn't right. come. So, and especially, and and I think what solidified it more for me was Obi-Wan. Because Obi Wan yeah. completely took a complete. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's gonna be about Luke," you know. It, it, that's what most people thought, and then it was just like a complete one. Like, what, Leia? What's <laughs> going on? You know. But yeah. I am, I am, I am very excited also to see the intricacies and inner works of the Imperial Senate. How that, you know, because like it's always. I've only just read it in books, and you know, when when it comes to that. Uh, you know how the, the senators deal with each other and stuff, but now we're going to be able to see it in, on screen and how that works. And um, and it's it's it it's also good because you know it 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 kind of shows how probably works like that in real life too. So it's going to be nice to see it in, on screen. Um, did did uh, the Yavin base was it already established at this point? Do we know? I- don't no, I don't think so. Cause like, isn't it in Rebels? It uh, it gets established later on, or no, no. Well, this is five BBY, so is isn't it already? Oh no, it might be. Cause Rebels is happening at the same time right now. I think. Right. Five BBY. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Timeline yeah. wise. So it it probably is. We'll just have to see. I mean, I, I just think if, if it did, because I don't know what the timeline is or how the base was established, but just to see, like, this is how they set it up. This is how that yeah. became, you know, like the main, the the main base and stuff. So I, yeah. I'm just along for the ride, just like you know, Chelsea, and and I, I want to be. Oh my god, I was not expecting this. That that's what I want. 
That's exactly yeah, what I want. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see like the the origins of like Yavin showing up, especially because like what they've said in the uh, synopsis of the show with like Mon Mothma, like her little sentence was like, she is trying to hide in the Imperial Senate as the leader of the rebellion. I just, when I read that, I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, when I read that, I was just like, Ooh, so I would love to see it. Um, You know, this is, we talked about like Easter eggs and cameos and such, how we shouldn't expect it, but like, in Leia Princess of Alderaan, and I believe in other other comics and such, they reference that Crate was like a rebel base at some point, Crate from the Last Jedi. And so I would love to see it, you know? And like maybe just like good good cinematographers only get to work with Crate. And so Tony Gilroy. I I'll just love to see it, but I doubt it. I, I bet you Yavin is more pretty much anything that's in rogue one is more than likely to show up because as we like to joke, like that's, that's Tony Gilroy's expertise. Like he admits that straight up, like he's not this big star Wars fan, but he came in to do rogue one, you know, did, you know, his, uh, the reshoots and such. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting to have like a, a creator that doesn't know everything just knows what's important to his story I just think it makes it much, much more interesting. You have just reminded me of something I went to express. Um, Please actually, do. a lot, a lot of people seem to be forgetting that Tony Gilroy simply did reshoots for Rogue One. Um, yeah. Gareth Edwards does still deserve some of the credit for Rogue One. Some people yes. like to act that it's Tony Gilroy's baby. It's not. Um, <laughs> that's all I want to say. FYI. Um, As a fellow yeah. filmmaker, Tom had to chime in and say, <laughs> Yeah, credit where credit is due. Yeah. Sorry. It's um, funny though, because Tony Gilroy, like, like we joke all the time, because like he says, like, he doesn't really, you know, know everything like that, but he included the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. And it's like, I just like to imagine that he had no idea the impact that he was making <laughs> by doing that. Like, <laughs> so sorry, Tom, continue. What's your predictions for, for Andor? Um, my prediction, like, again, I said last week, I'm not really one for predictions. Uh, it seems to be pretty unanimous so far, mm-hmm. but, um, I feel like, I mean, I'm not sure if it's, I feel like we will now, or if it's just a hope. Um, Moth Madness begins next week. That's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) Yes. I don't know what to expect, which is probably the best way to be. Um, I feel like I'm hoping now, like, since we got this kind of like, again, like a kind of small arc that like we'll get like just maybe like a couple more throughout the season, like, because that sounds like how season two is structured by the fact that they're doing like three episodes is like one year for season two, whereas the, this one's just one one year for the whole season. But I feel like the next three episodes will be like maybe it'll be like I'm hoping it'll be like the Mon Mothma segments, but like also how that political world kind of. How that lines up with Cassian as well, like because as far as we're aware, Cassian's not displayed much of like the political side of things, and maybe they'll tie those themes together from whatever mm-hmm. Luthen has 
Cassian doing because we know Luthan knows Mount Mothma somehow from the trailers, but we don't know how yet. Um, which also made me curious because he's got weird hair in the scene in the trailer. So again, now we know we're doing a bit of like time skipping mm-hmm. um, with the flashbacks and stuff. That could just be a flashback. We don't know. Like we've mm-hmm. also got Republic troops at some point. It looks like they're on Ferrix. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Like that could even be, cause it looks like, it looks like modern day, well, modern day, like Ferrix five BBY. Um, I don't know. It might be a different planet. Um, but also I'm hoping cause like, it's like, I don't think it's been dropped, but like, obviously things have shifted, but obviously at the start of the season, Cassian is trying to fight his sister. I want to know where that's going. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that coming up for sure. Um, for me, I don't really like. I don't want to say that I don't come up with theories because I definitely do, but I don't. I don't like to stick them in my head and be like, "That's that's what needs to happen." What's mm-hmm. cool about them, like for me, I'll be like, like I remember with Book of Boba Fett, I was like, "There's no other way that they could like." wrap this up except this exact way that you know i've come up with and for me it was like interesting to see like oh wait they came up with a way to do it that wasn't the way that i you know thought so i was actually i found that more interesting i don't know why people get upset um but yeah for this show though i really don't like all i have is wants because it's like i don't know where it's gonna go like (laughs) but i really (laughs) hope that he gets to reunite with everybody um because i felt so sad for like not like oh like when they show the flashbacks and i i appreciate how they include the flashbacks too because it's like there's always like like they show the stick or just like she's crying thinking about something um or he's like being woken up oh when like when he calls when the droid b2 email calls him uh casa yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like he thinks back so yeah, I just I don't know where I wanted to go, but I hope everybody gets reunited, like him and Bix. Um and yeah, I also just I really want to see him like <laughs> fight the Empire, get some much needed revenge. Like he just he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves to go out there and you know mm-hmm. get his revenge on this entire empire. So yes. Yeah. Alrighty. I was actually gonna say, sorry. I did have another predict. It was more like a, like, seemingly now that the, I forget what they call the police, the force, the local it's deputies like or whatever. The mall cops. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, they got a weird like, name. Yeah. I love their ship, by the way. Like the ship, yeah. the other ships, like the big triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool design. Yeah. Um, plus one point to them, I guess. Um, uh, hypothetically, because they the answer to the empire and this is a pretty big flop for them they they did badly so seemingly we're gonna see the kind of like how do i put this like obviously they all had good intentions of like resisting against these guys but now we're gonna kind of see i think the empire show up on ferrix um to kind of like squeeze down on this fire Mm -hmm. that's kind of sparks if, if you will yeah so i think empire's gonna come to ferrix and then maybe cassian will come back 
who knows? I mean, I feel like there was a shot of that in the trailer where he's like on barracks with stormtroopers. So something like that. I think. Yeah. But it might be a mystery. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I, yeah, I hate it. Cause it's like the, I just like, there's a moment in, in the show where it's like these, uh, they're like aliens. I think there's like three of them and they kind of reminded me of the caretakers from Octu, like in the last Jedi and they run by and I think it was, Maybe it was surreal or another one of the cops that was shooting at them. And it was just like, it made me like, ugh. like, I just hate when the like innocent civilians like get <laughs> caught in the crossfire. Yeah. I'm just like, mm. oh, it's so I, I'm like dreading for the Empire to show up and just, yeah, oh, absolutely, like, yeah. I get it's important for the, the show, but I'm just like, oh, like, please <laughs> leave, leave them alone. They did nothing wrong. <laughs> but, Yes. All right. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. We have four questions for from our viewers. Every week, we're going to take four questions. And usually, you guys can ask the questions just on Discord. But for Andor season, we're also asking for questions on Twitter and Instagram. So you can join the Discord or follow me on Twitter or Instagram for a chance to get your question answered uh, at the end of each segment or at the end of each Andor show. Yeah. And uh We'll answer four of them. <laughs> All righty. This first one comes from Jedi Jake, and he says, what do y'all think happened to those Republic scientists that turned them yellow? So when we see, you know, the kids going up to them and they got yellow, you know, skin and it's something, something's mm-hmm. going on. Um, I feel like they kind of gave an answer, but I want to hear your guys' answers first. Um, we'll start with Tom. What do, what do you think is going on there? Again, um, I'm pretty sure I, I might have missed something, but from what I can tell, it's a separatist ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I've heard, I've, I kind of read a couple of things. Like, some people seem to think it was like that kind of pesticide that they used on the Geonosians, the Empire in the end, using the Geonosians. Um, I mean, I don't, I think it's kind of, I don't think it'll be an important plot point. I think it was yeah. just a way of saying, Hey, the ship crashed. They weren't mm-hmm. doing something very cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should. I could be wrong. Like, it could show up again. Like, it could. It actually would be quite interesting if it did show up again, because obviously it'd be something that Cassian recognizes from his past. And maybe the Empire are using it now. Maybe they use it on Ferrix. I don't know. But I don't think it will show up. I think it was just a very small thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it could tie into the larger universe as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Tia, do you have any predictions on what it could be? Um, well, I, w- I read on Twitter that, um, and I missed it the first time that I saw it, was that you saw an explosion when it was an exp- there was a second explosion. Uh, and the second explosion actually had that yellow trail. It was yellow. Mm. So it might be that they were carrying something that they weren't supposed to. And it kind of like, you know mess you know it it, it it something went wrong and it exploded and you know that happened um also about the separatist thing um yes the, the, somebody said that the logo is a separatist thing but marva said republic officers yeah yeah she yeah i saw about republic that on Twitter too. so that I, I i hope that it wasn't an oversight or is this just something that's gonna get explained later on because that is kind of like contradicting you know um, why they should mm. call them Republic, you know, 
officers or whatever, but they have that in the different insignia. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I also don't think that it might be a major plot point because it was just the fact, the fact that they, they needed to, the, 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 they needed to have the ship crash somehow. And that's mm-hmm. just the story that just, it just happened. Something went yeah. wrong inside with the, with the chemicals that they were carrying. And it just, you know, yeah. that, that's how it, that's how it went down. But right. yeah. Chelsea, got any? I'm going to be honest and out myself as a little bit stupid, but I just thought that was a different species and maybe it's yellow. <laughs> at first, I, um, did, yes. so yeah. at I, first just, I did too, yes. Um, <laughs> but I guess that makes sense. I guess I, I probably didn't notice because like I feel like these shows, like the lighting in this one's pretty good, but I feel like even though it was like not super sunny, that sometimes mm-hmm. I miss some of the details when I'm watching on my TV, so I didn't notice the yellow thing. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. it had something to do with the batteries that they that like Marva ended up taking like with them because they said like oh we need these like the power cells whatever i was like mm-hmm. oh well maybe they were experimenting with it and that caused a problem mm-hmm. but so mm-hmm. i have no mm-hmm. idea <laughs> yeah see like i didn't think anything of it until i got this question because it was like like when i saw it it was like there was just toxic gas in the air like that was like tia said like that's just the story like it was just something happened and it's not really important so I don't know. Perhaps it could connect back to the story, um, but I just don't see it happening unless because I think what's really cool about the flashbacks in this show is that, like, especially towards the end of like episode three, they start cutting it together where it feels like one scene, but it's like the past and the future. And so I could definitely see it being something that like informs the future, like perhaps Cassian like finds people in this five BBY timeline that has also you know turned yellow like that um but yeah i don't really i don't really know <laughs> but i because they I were wearing it. masks too like uh yeah. masks and stuff so definitely it was something that probably happened inside the ship yeah so, definitely like, yeah we'll just have to see um but if we don't get an answer honestly i don't know <laughs> it's if, i don't know like, i don't know it's yeah. not gonna take you out. It shouldn't take anybody out of the story, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. We know we're gonna get some more like Clone Wars era stuff anyway with the Republic troopers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting as well because obviously we know the Separatists are quite droid based. There are obviously organic people, yeah. but not all droids and Separatists. <laughs> um, <laughs> organic. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's interesting because. Like my my understanding was that, like it's a separate ship, but like there was like a battle, so the Republic were like coming to like clean up this one ship that got shot down, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and just take out any survivors or whatever. That was my understanding of the scene at least. Um, yeah, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it, uh, now I think about it, I think it will be picked up on. But again, I wouldn't be mad if it won't be. Yeah, we'll definitely see. All we'll right. Sam from Discord asks, do y'all think Luthen is working with any characters that we know of, or is he working solo slash running a cell that we've never heard of before? Really interested to see where his story goes. So, Luthen, we see him a lot. Actually, no, we don't see him a lot. We only see him really in the third episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, do you guys think, I mean, like, it's kind of, there's some, like, Tom mentioned in the trailer and such, but, uh, do you guys think there's anything more there we'll start with uh tia um tia could go either way because what you um i think tom was saying how there's 
or I don't know if it was um Austin, uh, that how everything was all different cells at some point, like everybody was doing their own thing um, without really one knowing what the other one was doing. Um, right. So it could be either that he's, I see he it's very good. It's going to be very hard for him to trust anybody in the Senate with what he's trying to do, or he's part of mom Mothma's, you know, little posse with Bail Organa and he's helping you know, do that. But I think the only reason why I think the first one is that he's doing his own thing, because since we this is the first time we ever hear about him, um, we don't see him in any other, you know, um, either in, in shows or comics or books or anything like that of him working later on with the rest of the people that are in the in the rebel group with, you know, with the high rankers, with high ranks. So. That, that's the only thing that that kind of makes me think that he is doing his own thing right yeah yeah definitely definitely uh tom you kind of mentioned a little earlier you've seen mon mothma and uh luthan in the trailer um so do you think that they're working together do you think that's where they meet for the first time perhaps or i'm gonna go with my current belief is that mon mothma has essentially hired him to find rebels and unite the cells. Okay. I think that's where she's going to be like, she's kind of, she's going to notice or he's noticed and gone to her and said like, Hey, people are rebelling, but like, they're all separate. But my mom's like, we need these people to come together and actually form a rebellion. So I think he's going to be her man on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, that brings these people together because That's he's not a senator is he a senator or he's just some rich really rich dude yeah we see him on Coruscant, and i'm believing that's now a flashback because he seems to mm-hmm. own some form of antique shop yeah 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 um mm. but we'll see how that comes so, into play yeah 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 i don't he's think he's a senator too. yeah but, so that's it's that's really... what the, it it makes sense that like what you said, Tom. That maybe she was like, "All right, you're gonna be my dude. That is gonna do the stuff that I can't do because I'm a senator. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just yeah. some rich dude that is going around, you know, to planet to planet because you can't because you got the money for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we also see him talking to Saul Guerrero too. So I could definitely see that being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like perhaps mm-hmm. that's like I forgot that's about like that. the first time that Bon Mothma has been like Saul Guerrero, like. Maybe you go hit him up, and then Sagar is like, for real, like, I'm good. Yeah, Chelsea, do you think there's anything underlying with Luthen? I'm I'm just gonna endorse Tom because I really have no idea. So, um, Tom really convinced me, so I believe yeah. him. But right, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because Luthen gives Tobias Beckett vibes, but I have been saying since like last week's episode, I was about to be like for months, but no, it was just like some thought I had last week's episode um, that he could betray Cassian perhaps. Um, like it would suck to see, obviously, but it's like <laughs> I could I could see that happening because nothing like I want to sit here and be like, oh, it's going to be pretty and rainbows for Cassian. But we already know it's not going to be that bad stuff's mm-hmm. going to happen. None of these characters, like Tia said, show up in Rogue One or New Hope or the Re- Rebellion, the Rebellion at all. So don't have high hopes for those characters. 
and their fate. But um, I mean, I could that I could, could be like an interesting happening. Yeah, yeah, that could be like an interesting kind of like arc where like he is this guy from Mon Mothma, but then he kind of gets tempted by like the money and Star like Guerrero. the influence of the empire. Oh, sorry, or sorry, yeah. But um, and then he kind of betrays Cassian, but obviously we know Cassian mm-hmm. right. lives further, and then Cassian then becomes this guy from Mon Mothma. Yes. Who knows? We shall see nine more episodes to find out. So, all right. Connor, Controbarge2003 asks, do you have any prediction for predictions for Surreal Karn's arc across the series? Because presumably he's going to get one. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but personally, I, I, I think redemption. I think that's what's going to happen is redemption, but with a little twist on it perhaps because it's like, tony gilroy style redemption um so i'd love to see it but uh see i'm like i i want to go to you chelsea but then i also know that you don't like to (laughs) (laughs) okay well because i know he's a character that's really piqued my interest i could see them going the redemption route but i could also see them using him as a character to show how people then buckle down and show how people get further indoctrinated like in pull deeper into fascism because like right now as we know him he's just like he's just doing what he thinks is right da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and then you know we can't i could see it going the route of then he sees the outside and then leads more towards the rebellion but i could also maybe see him being radicalized in the opposite way by the death of his crew members being like you yeah. killed like cassian is you killed my co-workers and like yeah it was my fault because i went after you but i'm gonna double down now that the empire is gonna show up with more of their power Mm -hmm. i'm gonna side with them and because i have a feeling too someone higher up in the empire would probably manipulate the passion that he has and the love that he has or like the care compassion he has for the people he works with to be like well you technically work under the empire so like give that energy like to us directly so i don't know i feel like i could see it go either way of redemption Mm -hmm. or just become more extreme Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tom, do you, do you have any predictions on where Surreal could go? Surreal? Surreal? I still Cyril, yeah. Karn. I predict that, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I predict I'm going to hate this man. <laughs> I already do. I'm sorry. I don't care if he gets redeemed. I hate this man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does have a lot of simps already. Um, so many. I think okay. Oh I, my God. It's so. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not yeah. unattractive, but he's just your basic white man. Like, I go to Wawa yeah. and I see a bunch <laughs> of people like that. I don't know. I mean, listen, I think he's, he's a, a very Karen. Intriguing... He's like such a Karen. I, I can't. He, he, you're yeah. cute, but you, you're over here calling the manager. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, ACAB, like, it doesn't matter. He's, he's part of the system. So. Yeah. Listen, I, I think like he's that. an I think he's an intriguing character, but don't yeah. get it twisted. He's I don't like him like as a person. <laughs> I just am really interested to see what he brings to the show. I just want to clarify before people think I side with. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm praying on his downfall. And I'm very excited to see how it happens. Yeah. Yes. 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 Tia, do you have any predictions? I think I'm going the same way. It could go either way. But I'm saying if he's going to get redemption, I want it to be that he's on the ground and the lowest of like 
the the worst thing happened to him. Like uh, the, the, he took his legs. Yeah, some I don't know, something <laughs> something like he suffered, and that's what makes him like okay, I need to grow up, you know, type of thing. But I I need him yeah. to like go through it, you know. Not just like, oh, okay, yeah, I saw, you know, like I said, I, I had said earlier that maybe he just saw what the Empire was doing and it was wrong and that was, no, I, he needs to go through something really, really crazy. And I want then, to suffer. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. yeah I'll I give him it. a little leeway. Of, he'll get redeemed after that, but he needs to suffer a lot first. <laughs> yes, totally. Yes. He better do something like, for me, it's, for me to see him as redeemed, he's going to need to like save Bix's life or something like in, in the final moments or something like <laughs> come through. Like I need him to do something important for casting himself through sacrifice. Like, you know, good old, yeah. thing, you know? Yep. Yep. Then we don't got to hear from him again. So. <laughs> like, Thank, you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yes. All right. And the last question comes from Darth Deacon and he asks, how do you feel about the more gritty tone of this show? Because it's been kind of a debate for a while now. It's like, should Star Wars go into more adult themes? Star Wars is for 12-year-olds. Um, where do you guys fall in that argument? And then, like, with Andor. Uh, Chelsea, we'll start with you. Yeah, this is something I think Austin and I have talked a lot about, like, outside of the podcast. Because of just, like, the way people talk about darkness and whatever in Star Wars. I think Star Wars has always really excelled at addressing complex adult themes in an age-appropriate way and while this does feel a bit darker I still feel like it's achieving that like I think you're you're getting at those larger themes of you know oppression and and imperialism and all this sort of stuff again a bit more explicitly and I guess I don't know maybe it's because I've just been recently watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul that like I don't think anything can feel darker and grittier than some of the stuff that happens in those shows (laughs) so I think like I'm maybe a bit more desensitized to it but I do still think that the tone is definitely a lot different than we've seen but it's still accessible to like not like little little kids but there there's plenty out there for them to already have now and they can grow up into this Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 Reminds me, I made a joke yesterday in my reaction that was like, like in Star Wars, all these characters come back from the dead because we don't like see the body or anything. But like this, like they really showed you. They were like, she died and he died. Like when Tim died, it was like on his face. Like, look, he's not coming back, you guys. Like, this is real. And so I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, But uh, Tom, what do you think of do you think there's a darker and grittier tone? And do you think that that's something good for Star Wars? Bad for Star Wars? I mean, Wars? I've, I've said this before. I've always kind of been more uh, interested in, well, not more interested, but like when I watch something, I'm more drawn towards like the Jedi spiritual side of things. Um, so, sorry, I'm trying to think of the words. Um, <laughs> It's definitely, I wouldn't say it's much darker. It's just much more broad in its kind of the way it tells its story. Like Star Wars is usually like black and white. Every single show is a lot more grayer. It's a lot, um, it's a lot more explorative in its use of, God, how do I not sound like a, 
dork. Um, <laughs> how do I not live up to my title of a filmmaker? Um, it's it just it's not as cl- it's not as clear and black as white as other Star Wars. Yeah, it's a bit grittier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possibly less. It's not less. What's the word? I can never remember words. It's too late for me. Y'all. <laughs> it's not necessarily less um, open to younger fans, um, but I feel like there's less there to for them to enjoy. If that makes sense, like I think it's yeah. there for them to relate to, but like it's definitely. I don't want to say more. It might adult, not speak to them not, as much. Like yeah, it, like. We got like the, there's stuff like Grogu and like you know just like more fun like the same message but in a more uh, fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is less interested on kind of being fun, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. More mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more mature. Story. Yeah, I wouldn't say dark though. Like, well, like, I mean, kids like, are... it's like. They like Chelsea said, like how they will tackle different themes for like a younger audience. It's like, yeah, this time around, they're like tackling those same themes, but like up in the age a little bit. I feel like if that makes sense, what's it rated? Is it rated TV 14 or is it rated TV? I think it's not sure that 14. Um, I was just curious, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Tom. In like, in like a broad sense, yes, but like. It's to- like in the same breath, like if you're an adult and you prefer Star Wars to be like rebels or like resistance, that's fine. And if you're like a kid who for some reason prefers more adult Star Wars, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I, yeah. It's not kind of it, like, yeah. I mean, I like fully agree, but I do get what you're saying for sure. What I'm saying is like, <laughs> you know, you could still watch it as a kid. Like, it's not for adults. But it's right. definitely kind of more, I guess, marketed that way. Yeah, and I feel maybe like for like teenagers, young adult type thing. Because I mean, to me, it feels like a lot of the books, like the young adult Star yeah. Wars books. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tia, do I, you think it's too late? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tom. Uh, but Tia, no, do fine. you think that the show's dark? And how do you feel about like? a darker type show for star wars so i think star wars all of star wars is dark and it's and it's just different ways that it's presented because i mean we go with the prequels dude anakin killed younglings how is that not dark you know um it's just that it's presented in a different way um yeah that's in you see that with the cinematography is less colorful than a regular star wars um you know, because we in and, and like all three trilogies, color has a lot of you know a play in in it. Um, but this one doesn't. It's more like the gray, more dark, you know, gritty tones, uh, color wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as campy as what we're used mm-hmm. to with Star Wars. Is is not? We don't have that the 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 little you know joking around type of. Like what we did with Kenobi. Kenobi was full of camp, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, the movies are full of camp and and everything, but this the this does not feel campy at all. Which I think is one of the main things that it feels different from 
regular Star Wars. Um, yeah. And again, just the colorful part, because even with the animated stuff, I mean, Clone Wars has a lot of heavy, you know, uh, things that they show. Adventures <laughs> over here killing and kissing somebody right after they <laughs> kill them, you know. But again, it's more... Yeah. It's 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 more colorful. It's, it 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 appeals more, you know, in that sense to I guess a, a younger audience. Where the color palette here in in um in Andor is it's definitely not that, and I right. think that's the only reason way that it's kind of different. Um, but it everything yeah. is dark to me. So I it, it I I'm loving the regardless the story is being told. Um, uh, I think same way that everything else has been told. Uh, I, I mm. love the, you know what I love from the beginning? It had that total recall, you know, Blade Runner type of feel when he was walking in the rain and with, and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just a different type of way that they're presenting it. But I don't think it's, it, 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 the tone hasn't changed in, 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 in how they present the, you know, the killings and the murders and all that stuff. So I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think for me, I think what would turn this off for kids is more like, like, I honestly can't imagine being like nine years old and watching this story and understanding what's going on because like they like, there's a lot of dialogue um, and a lot of conversations, like real deep conversations that these characters have, but I feel like doesn't happen a lot in star Wars, at least Mm -hmm. as much as it does here. And like a lot of the conversations that we see in like, mando or book of boba fett they're kind of more like they're not like totally flat like i don't want to sit here and say it's like bad to present but it's very direct like you don't have to think about wait what what is there any nuance here like that you know right Mm -hmm. yeah and so this show like i could see it being hard to follow as like a kid um it's also longer like Like, for me, I really liked the slow burn aspect, but I know a lot of people were like, oh, the first two episodes kind of dragged, like, and I I could definitely see a version of this story that, like, is shorter and, like, quicker paced, but at the same time, I think this story really, um, I think it really benefits from, like, the, the longer form of storytelling, where it's like, we can spend a whole episode just setting up, you know, Oh, they're they're going to be going after Cassian, but not in this episode. Next episode, but we're gonna show you how to get there. You know, so I appreciate that. But I could see it being hard to follow if you're younger, or maybe I was just kind of a a dumber kid. And who knows? But I did uh, look up the rating. It is rated TV fourteen in America and twelve plus in the UK. So I think, like, just based yeah. off the rating, it is geared a little bit older, probably because yeah. the the language and maybe some of the barely suggestive sexual content, like stuff like that. I but. mean, we actually got shit. You know, that right there just like puts it uh, above. You know. All these uh, everything that we've gotten, yeah. Everything else that we've gotten because there's like no cursing in the movies <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was very interesting <laughs> to see. I actually missed it the first time I watched, but then me too. The second yeah. time I was like, but oh, I, but I, like I think I curse so much that I didn't even notice it until I heard other people talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Because yeah. uh, that's like shit. Fuck all of us. Just such yeah, a right. normal, normal part of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> but like I was like, of course like someone in andor is saying shit like yeah of course that that just makes it more realistic too you know right like again 
not as campy as the other stuff because you know and because when you think about it in all these scenarios that happen in these movies everybody's cursing the fuck out everything all the time <laughs> like what the fuck yeah. is palpatine doing back you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it makes it more a little bit more realistic when they add you know obviously the curse words yeah. always make everything more realistic but yeah yeah, Mando yeah. really tried with the dank ferric in every episode, mm-hmm. but <laughs> this, this one did it harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sold Car- <laughs> <Dank Ferric>. yeah. <laughs> It's very interesting that it's TV fourteen because um, I think like Kenobi was like six plus or something like that. Like it was, I remember people being upset. Even though the show was like, like to be honest, that show did have some like dark things, like the Order sixty six stuff yeah. with Reva and such. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see what TV fourteen means for Star Wars. <laughs> lightsaber yeah. violence is less violent than blaster violence. I don't know. I could see that because it's like lightsabers. There's we've no had less, I mean, hello, Han Solo shot first controversy. You know, like yeah, you know, we've had you know blaster stuff. So I it it, it like yeah. or like what um Austin said. If what is fourteen in Star Wars? Yeah, because lightsaber, like Chelsea said violence is six <laughs> what is worse than that you know <laughs> right that makes yeah. me interested to see like what more we're going to see i mean obviously we're going to see like how awful the empire is so i'm i'm interested to see like what like is going to warrant that that i mean we saw thing. vader going nuts on a rated six you know kenobi show like yeah. showing vader being like a little six-year-old scene vader cracking somebody's neck you know yeah so are we gonna see even yeah. worse like stuff here i'm all for it i'm here for it you know yeah but i think it's funny that's interesting for sure yeah um on twitter i mean sorry to keep referencing twitter but like <laughs> you be. before the series came out <laughs> you would have thought that like they hired like porn actors for andor like the way people were talking about it because it was like Oh my god, the first scene is in a brothel. And then it's like nothing happens oh. but somebody walks up to Cassie and, and it's like right. okay. Like they flirted like, a little but bit. Like, didn't like, they literally have like like pinup posters in the yeah. in the Clone Wars where they're like scantily clad and too. And, and that's like genuinely made for kids too, whereas this is geared <laughs> towards a more mature audience and like yeah. you encounter fully clothed people like I mean, yeah. Twi'leks, hello, they are ensla- right. women, t- you know, female Twi'leks are enslaved for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, there was just a lot of reactions like that. And, like, it was just, like, the people that haven't seen it versus the, like, there was a lot of people that did get to see it early, whether they went to the premiere or got, like, advanced screeners. And so there was just, like, this weird conversation going on on Twitter where, like, mm-hmm. everybody was arguing and then it's, like, but wait, you're arguing with people who haven't seen the show, and you're arguing <laughs> with people that have seen it. Like, don't you think this yeah, is a, a conversation weird. to have later? You know. <laughs> um. But it's Twitter. You know how that goes down. <laughs> yeah. I just hope, I'm like, I hope Star Wars didn't see all that and was like, we're not giving out screeners no more because you guys started the beef early this year. Like, literally, the series comes oh out in a week, and you guys are already arguing about cameos or whatever. I mean, and, and then so, you had the one asshole fucking not even respecting the embargo and posting oh, a video yeah. with spoilers. John oh, Campion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, was, he was all like, 
He said, um, he said for years he, now. He took a he got taken off the list or whatever, but his friend showed him sent the it thing. And he his was friend's like, not on the list anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm not under embargo, so I could talk about it because I saw it. And it was like, sir. Like, how you sir. just snitched on your friend like that? Right, right. Horrible. Oh Horrible. <laughs> These people, I swear to God. Yes. All right. Well, this has been an amazing episode of This is the Way Seekers, uh, episode eight, The Last Jedi. No, um, but <laughs> it's been fantastic. And thank you so much, Tia, for being on this no, week no. to talk. Guys, thank you for having me. Finally, <laughs> I, I was waiting like forever to try to get on here. <laughs> yes, it's it's amazing. And so uh, we want to make sure that everybody knows where to follow you at. So Tia, where can everybody follow you on social media? Uh, so basically, Twitter and TikTok is a Star Wars Tia. I don't know if you can, you can see my name on here, but it's what's on the promo. And then on Instagram is Kari Skywalker, K-A-R-I Skywalker. And that's where I do my nerdy, petty posting. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Please make sure to check her out, um, especially on TikTok. I love the TikTok videos. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Tom, where can everybody find you on social media? Everybody can find me at the Gaze Electric universally or on all my social media. Amazing. And Chelsea, where can everybody find you at? You can find me on Instagram at Jedi underscore Chelsea. Amazing. You can find me on Instagram, star.wars.editor, TikTok, SW Austin, and Twitter, SW Austin Zero. Um, and then you can follow Before the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> we can follow the podcast follow at Wayseekers Pod yes. on Twitter and Instagram. Also, yes. can we just shout out this very cute little blanket behind Chelsea? I know. Oh, I was looking at that. My this is the sleigh blanket. I yes. Not that. so subtle merch advertisement. No, but genuinely, I've bought so much of our own merch because it's made through Teespring. <laughs> they ship directly to you. But this is a great blanket. I was under it while I was watching Andor today, and I was like, I'm so invested in this show, but I'm like sleepy. So I was like, <laughs> so, if you want to slay like me. <laughs> Yeah, the the merch description. Oh, I want to get that definitely. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> yes, this is the sleigh. For the audio people, it says this is the sleigh. We have all those designs on uh, our Teespring. The link is also in the description. Whether you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere, you'll see that link. And we also have Andor designs up. We have we have Cassian. We have Mon Mothma. We have Bix and we have Luthan stickers, T-shirts, everything you can think of. So make sure to go check that out. Support the podcast. Keep the lights on over here. Keep everything pink and yellow. All yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for watching or listening. Uh, Tom, Chelsea, and I will see you next week. We're talking all about episode four with Hunter Radisi. You may know him uh, from his website and all this other sort of amazing stuff he does. So, um Yes, cannot wait to talk all about episode four. Uh, until then, may the force be with you always and have a great rest of your week. Bye. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. 
this is the way.